This is the Territory Story Podcast with Leon Logan Nathan and Peter Gowers. Thanks to Ward Keller, the Territory Law Firm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Territory Story Podcast. My name is Leon Logan Nathan. With me, my co-host for part two of this uh, scintillating journey with Chris Tudor. Pete, how are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. That's I'm good. rearing to go. It's been good to have that little banter to begin with. You sort of get mm. energised from it, don't you? Yeah, and it's good too because it's not a surprise to me this time who the guest is. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder who he was. <laughs> Chris, welcome back to the podcast for uh, episode Thanks, two. How was Thank your you. week? Yeah, I, I, I had a good week. I, I, I uh, Just by the by, uh, talking about uh, all that stuff like, um, you know, through through the first part of my life, uh, I went and had lunch in Melbourne uh, with a with a half a dozen old uni friends. Like we went to uni together fifty years ago. <laughs> that's, wow. a fair, that's a that's a fair time, but it was yeah. terrific. It's terrific. You know, Did you the, the guitar pl- with you. On this occasion, I didn't. Okay, but I uh, <laughs> I should have. I should have. Yeah. No, this is probably a little bit of an unfair question, but did you get any feedback on the podcast given that we released it last week? And ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or the, the person in particular, the listener, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and did they, did and they I, find out anything about you that they didn't know? I'm sure that I'm sure they. <laughs> They would have had to have. They would have had to have found out heaps about me. <laughs> and I sat down and listened to it, listened to the whole thing, you know, start to finish. And uh, and I'm sort of, did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Now you're not just telling me that you know the usual stuff. You're not just telling me that. <laughs> but we sort of we sort of rattled through so many different um, different topics, didn't we? We did, and uh, I was really was fascinated great. with your journey to North Queensland, you know, because it's something that I've n- I've never done, and I've often wondered, you know, because I have watched things like the Leyland Brothers and, and, and all those yeah. sort of shows, and, and uh, you know, it just sounded amazing. And what really sort of topped it off for me, Chris, was, you know, as I do, I was rummaging around the internet as we were talking, you know, to look, at, look up all these places, and I didn't realise that right at the top of Cape York, Right at the tip is a you know is a sign saying you're at the northernmost yeah, yeah. part of <laughs> Australia, and, and I got within uh, I don't know 15k or 10k or <laughs> didn't even see it, which is yeah. sort of a bit a bit of a uh, not not quite reaching the top of Mount Everest, I guess. Right. <laughs> I, I was th- I was thinking about um, uh, the journey as uh, and at one one stage in that uh, going up. It was really rugged going up Cape York Peninsula. It was really rugged. It definitely was a major uh, adventure. But we, we got to a river called the, I think it was the Laura River, and the entrance into the river was steep like that. So, but, you know, when you're 26, you give it all a go, don't you? And mm-hmm. uh, just drove the car straight into the water, Paul Bart disappeared, came up, got two-thirds away of the way across the river, and got stuck. Oh, so so we, we got stuck in plenty of rivers, but on this this occasion, uh, I had a winch. I bought a winch and I'd mounted the winch uh, on the car. And on this occasion, uh, there was no close winching point. Like if you haven't got a winching point, the winch is pretty useless. 
So, so I had to join a, a winch cable all the way out. I had to join another cable onto the winch cable. And, um, and, and once I did that, I managed to reach a log, uh, right at the, the end of the beach. So that was good. So, and in order to join the cable, I, at the hardware store in Cooktown, I bought some wire clamps, you know, those, those wire clamps. So they'd be on the, on the ski, you know, the, 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 the ski machines and so on. Uh, and learn a big lesson, learn a big lesson. Well, I'd learned the lesson before, but I ignored it. So engage the winch, winch started to wind in and then suddenly ping. Oh, yes. <laughs> wire clamps that. went everywhere. <laughs> you know, two buck wire clams from the hardware store don't really cut the mustard. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm there, uh, whatever. And I, I always remember um, uh, leaving out of the car with a sort of a eureka moment and saying, I know what it is. The rabbit comes out of the hole, goes round the tree, and goes back into the hole again. You know that? Yes. The, the, uh, uh, a bowline. The bowline, bo- that's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so the 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 rope wasn't going to slip. You do a, a reef knot or something in a steel rope, or it'll just pull apart. Yeah. So, consequently, I I yelled that out, did it, and uh, away we went. <laughs> we we down oh, the river. Just, yeah. Sort of one of those eureka moments. Yeah, Thank God. Yeah. Back to your scouts training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah. And, how, and you how, down, Sorry, go on. Yeah. How deep was the river? Oh, geez. Um, about the depth of the bull bar, I suppose. Jeez, right. Something like that. And down the river, some poor beggar, he had a, a shore-based land cruiser or something, he got stuck and he came wandering down to, to, to see us as we were trying to get across. He, he'd got stuck overnight and uh, he'd absolutely drowned his car. You know, the car had filled up with water uh. and when the car fills up with water, it then fills up with sand as well. So, so uh, wow. <laughs> poor beggar was in a right old pickle. Yeah. Oh, but uh, well, there were adventures like that all the jolly time. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But look, uh, you, you took us to the UK, you brought us back. You, your yep, wife, yep. Uh, she was um, quite ill and you wanted to get over there and, and – uh, Get us some help. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Arriving back in in into Melbourne, is that where you got back? Yeah, 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 to? yeah. Came back to Melbourne. That's right. Yep. And then, uh, what year was that? What, what are we talking about? Nineteen seventy-eight. So, so that oh, would have been got back about October, roughly October seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. And we might need to split gone. this over four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, and and what straight back into teaching to pay off the uh, holiday? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Bro- I, I broke, okay. absolutely broke. Uh, well, almost broke. Hmm. And um, having having come back, having come back, uh, I had to get a job. Yeah, so I I applied for a job uh, with the education department, uh, but when I started teaching, teach uh, teachers were as short as as uh, Completely uh, under the hammer as far as uh, the market was concerned. They, they just they were trucking them in from America and Canada and everywhere. They were so short of teachers. When I left after roughly four years, four four and a half years, uh, humanities teachers, which I was, they were a dime a dozen, dime a dozen. Oh, 
So getting a, getting a job was, was not all that easy. So the department said, I will put you on the list. You know, <laughs> I don't want to go on a list. I've got time to go on a list. So I applied for a job at the because remember I had a 40-acre block there and I would have liked to have uh, gone back there to Wangaratta. So I applied for a job at the Catholic school uh, there and had an interview, blah, blah, blah. And I, I think I got the blah, blah, blah from what's his name, um, Greta, what's her name, the, the uh, climate, the young climate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, uh, that was her, yeah, her big was. thing was, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you all you guys, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I, I heard about another job. Um, I, I actually wrote about a job at Timbertop, you know, because outdoor ed was my big thing uh, and big interest. And then I heard about another job in Maryborough. Now, I'd driven through Maryborough once, but other than that, I didn't really know where Maryborough was. So... I had it off for an interview in Maryborough at a new, a relatively new independent school called uh, Maryborough Christian Community College, CCC, uh, commonly called the Ranch in those days in, in Maryborough, the Triple mm. um, I, I borrowed my grandfather's shoes. Uh, <laughs> I borrowed my grandfather's sports coat and um, went and did the interview thing and uh, and got the job. So packed all the gear up um, on the back of the, this uh, uh, tandem trailer that I, that I had and shifted down to Maryborough with, with Jill. And we, we uh, rented a bluestone cottage, 130-year-old bluestone cottage on a, on a farm, uh, 30, 20K out of Maryborough. And I always remember uh, and still, still uh, speak to the to the farmer's daughter who, who is in, in her place now, the farmer died, and um, she said, oh, oh, Dad's happy to rent this house for uh, 20 bucks a week. You know, it was a, it was a classic bluestone cottage. It was beautiful, mm. but 20, you know, old, but 20 bucks a week, and if you mow the lawns, 15. <laughs> well, what the heck? So I said, oh, "All right, I'll mow the lawns." <laughs> I'll the lawns. Um, and and we were there. We were there in that cottage for seven years. Wow. And every now and then, I, I tried to put the rent up. The rent never changed for seven years, and I tried to put the rent up because I felt so bad about paying fifteen mm-hmm. bucks a week. But we kind of became part of the family, and uh, I used to help the farmer. You know. With fencing, and he'd come down, and uh, we had our first uh, child uh, the end of the the that or the next year, uh, nineteen seventy nine, boy, and a boy, boy James, mm-hmm. and he um, farmer would come down and uh, pick him up, whack him on the back of the motorbike or on the petrol tank, and go off and round up sheep with him, or uh-huh. just put behind the, uh, the the house was shearing shed. And when they were shearing, he'd come and get the get James, and uh, they'd take him down there, and, you know, put him in the wool crush, and he, he had a ball. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I, I seventy nine is such a great year, isn't it? I mean, thinking back, were you, you when were you born? 
Well, I was, I, I, well, I came to Australia at 78, in 78. Did you? Yeah. Right, too. yeah, so, yeah. So um, I just, and, and because it was such a massive change, you know, in my life, yep. I, my memories are so strong about those particular years, 78, 79, 80, and also yes. sort of being that formidable, you know, age where, um, where you were imp- so impressionable, you know, yeah, 9, yeah, 10, yeah. 11, you know. Yeah, absorb everything, yeah. So, I mean, did, so did you did you follow the cricket at all back then? Back in those days? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. I used to. I I was a. Oh, I'm an avid cricket. Uh, I've got a cricket ball on my on my table here. Avid <laughs> cricket uh, follower. Uh, so, and um, so great, great and matches it, back in '79 with the World Series and everything sort of oh, firing up. Absolutely, absolutely. Where did you come from? Uh, I well from Malaysia, so. Uh, oh, okay, right. Yeah, Whereabouts yeah. in Malaysia? Uh, KL, uh, Kuala Lumpur. Oh, from KL. Yeah, yeah right. So yeah, yeah, there. yeah. But uh, no, I just, I just remember it was just being great. And in fact, um, recently, uh, Pete, I didn't even tell you this, but uh, for my brother's fiftieth, I got him. I managed to find on eBay a pack of those Ardmona cricket cards. <laughs> yes. And you said you know yes. used to save the uh, yeah. the, the peels yeah. uh, off the yeah. uh, off the cans of our motor and send <laughs> them through, and, and you get the cricket cat. So I got him a set of the nineteen eighty uh, oh. nineteen eighty set. Nice. Absolutely, not even open, still in the plastic. Yes, cricket. serious. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they, that would have been worth a fortune. Well, it was like twenty bucks. I couldn't. Yeah, believe, yeah. You know, I thought, you know what. Somebody has completely mispriced this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, I I bought the seventy nine. Uh, actually, no, no, I bought the eighty. That's right, because there was an eighty eighty one. That's what I got him. But I got the nineteen eighty version. In fact, it's just here. But you know, you had the great players of the West Indies back then, didn't you? With yeah. Floyd Richards, you know, oh, Joel Garner. Joel Garner, Joel yeah, Garner. Yeah, I remember nice. walking uh, walking near the MCG and Joel Garner was ahead of me and yeah. he's no, enormous, you know, yeah, man yeah. mountain. Yeah. Hey, you, remember, you remember Clive Lord? Little yeah. bold, yeah. Larry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, they call him the, the big cat. Oh, the, the big cat. Super cat. Big cat. Super cat. How he moves. Yeah. He was and Viv Richards, Snug and Joe Richards, where yeah. when – uh, uh, watching him, I watched him at the MCG, and uh, I watched him hit a uh, a flat six. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> absolutely amazing, powerful man. Yeah. You know, big, strong, powerful wrists and so on, spectacular. And the and the um, the West Indy West Indies fast bowlers, West Indian fast bowlers, were always just fantastic to watch. Just so uh, yeah, rhythmic yeah. and. Pretty, pretty scary. Yeah, it's very so natural, it's from, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it's yeah. that Admona cricket cards that uh, you know my brother and I, and I taught taught ourselves the the West Indian cricket players middle names. You know, so we just oh, really, their just middle names, their, <laughs> their full names. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like. Uh, uh, Cuthbert Gordon Greenwich, Desmond Leo Haynes. That's right. Good heavens. Isaac Vivian Alexander Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's right. That's Hi- right. Oh, yeah. Hilary Angelo Gomes. Good heavens. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. I, I love doing I'd like you. I, I love doing that, you know, little uh, finding out little bits and pieces right. and, and, and of learning. Of course, when you get to the bowlers, it's even more fun. Anderson, Montgomery, Everton, Roberts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not Andrew. Andrew. There's no wonder you're with Andy. 
no, we had a lot of fun with that. Really very strong, wonderful memories, uh, you know, of Australia back then. The summers used to be, you know, hot and dry. I suppose that was what it was like in Victoria, wasn't it? The, the, the hot and dry. I, yeah. I played cricket, uh, played for Colts Phelan's Cricket Club and uh, Maryborough, you know, a town of 8,000 people, had, had this magnificent old-style, complete grandstand uh, ah. in a beautiful sort of shaded oval. It was, it was an absolute joy to, to play on. Um, mm. it, it, was, it was incredible. And you're like there, you're playing sort of in the country MCG. But I, I remember watching Sri Lankans uh, play a game there and Dulip Mendes, oh, yes. uh, he hit a flat six. He, you know, <laughs> it, it would have been, he's not a tall fella. And it would have zoomed, I don't know, two metres off the ground or less, <laughs> straight over the fence. Yeah. But, oh, no, uh, cricket's, a, cricket's a terrific uh, terrific game. Yeah. Yeah, that, that era particularly, you know. And then just, you know, listening to Richie Benno and Tony oh, Blake, you, you just knew I know. You, know, you were home, right, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the knowledge of the game and, and of course, I, uh, you know the ABC had it, didn't it? Didn't they in those days? So Richie Bennett was it? No, he was he. He wasn't. Was he commentating on the ABC? No, it would have, Alan McGilvery uh, maybe. Yeah. Alan McGilvery was on the ABC. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Richie Bennett would have been Channel Channel yeah, Nine. He was. He yeah. He 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 was part of the Packer mob and uh, part, part. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who was the other guy? The guy that had the pigeons. Um, Oh, oh uh, Bill Laurie. Uh, Bill Laurie. Bill Laurie. I mean. Bill Laurie. He's a great yeah, Victorian, North, Bill Laurie. Great yeah. Victorian. Yeah. It's a Wendy. Awesome to get. Uh, well, yeah, Wendy, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> the score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome to get the, um, you know, the palms out here for the Ashes. You know, you'd have, you know, Beefy. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, Beefy, both of them. Yeah. And watching watching Beefy bowling at one occasion and, uh, six ball overs in, um, obviously. Uh, when, you know, when I started, there were eight ball overs, but mm. six ball, but beefy bowls up. The first ball was not on the wickets. Like he, he mm. in the, in the six, in the six balls, he bowled something different yeah. every ball. Yeah. So they, they weren't, they weren't sort of, um, glimmer on the spot. They, they were kind of all over the place and, and he got wickets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, great, great cricketer though, and yeah, obviously he's sir, he's sir, great he party man too. I think, oh, and a was. great party man he, as well. He, he was. was as good off the field as he was on. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. He uh, was. Did, did you, you remember that story about him breaking the bed in the West Indies? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh dear me! And, and it, uh, was he? Was that the? He was captain of England for what? Just a series, whether it was that West Indies series. I can't remember. But or it might have been a later one, but he yeah. was only a short time there, then he lost it. He did, he did. But, yeah. you know, uh, when I first started getting well, introduced to cricket back in 78, 79, it was, uh, it was Jeff Boycott who was the captain of England. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. What was, hang on, maybe I'm getting that he mixed up with somebody else. Um, but he, he, he opened the batting, of course. Yeah, yeah, Boycott. Boring. Boring batting. Boring, yeah, totally. boring as BS. Yep. To, 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 do, you totally. remember the, do you remember the innings where he carried the bat? Um, yes, I do. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and he was not up 99. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know. 
A complete run miser, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. was. Then, of course, you can't forget. Uh, I mean, this is a little bit later on in, in, in years, but 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 uh, David, Bo- uh, not David Boone. What's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, David Boone, of course. Booney, um, yeah, Booney uh, from Tassie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, setting the record for the number of uh, cans of uh, beer on the trip drunk. to London. Allegedly. On the airplane. I've heard that story talked about so many times and I've seen different cricketers discuss it. Yeah. And what I find really interesting is that they'll always give it a nod, but nobody will actually acknowledge it. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. <laughs> from what I hear, he needed uh, people either side of him to keep him upright as he exited the plane. <laughs> Right. It's all right, mate. He's from Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Right. Oh. So um, wonderful memories of Maryborough by the sounds of it. Yeah, ter- terrific. Uh, and uh, um, uh, I, I, we were there for seven years and uh, by the time we left we'd, we had three kids and so we had, uh, uh, had James and then... Uh, so he was he was the end of seventy nine and then and then eighty um, eighty two I had Sarah we had Sarah uh, and then eighty five just before we came to Alice we had David so they they were all born all those three were born in the Maryborough Hospital mm-hmm. and ha- having a birth in the Maryborough Hospital was 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 really exciting and mm-hmm. one of the things about being a country teacher is you teach all the nurses' kids and the doctors' kids and so <laughs> on. So, so I remember with, with James, it was a into hospital at two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, something like that. We had to tra- travel about 20 k, and uh, the, the the nurses in there were so excited uh, mm-hmm. because because they knew you know they knew me, they knew knew Jill, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the, the 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 prospect of having a birth was just terrific. <laughs> so it was it was good. They, they were good. I, I enjoyed playing cricket. Um, I uh, I used to. I, I'm not a good batsman at all. Uh, I was a medium fast bowler, and I'd like to have thought of. I would have thought of myself as a fast bowler, but <laughs> I need to be honest about this. Uh, and. Playing around all the all the different country country grounds, you know, um, Clunes, Creswick, um, Denali, whatever, all the all these grounds, and mm. many of them having turf wickets. You know, they're, they're only little yeah, places, yeah. and often they have a turf wicket because there are a few. I like like I remember the, playing for More U in Wangaratta, and uh, bloke who, who had a tip truck, he, he kept the wicket. You know, he, he used to <laughs> roll the wicket every week. Yeah. That was yeah. it was absolutely terrific. Yeah, sport was so important in a as yeah, you know yeah. in a country it, town. It is so important in country towns. Um, yeah, absolutely. They uh, they the fabric, aren't they? They keep everything together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and I I remember, and it's different in the city, totally different. But uh, you you live with the, the people you teach. And the people you live obviously with the people you work with. Uh, and I remember the wicketkeeper uh, at one stage uh, of the, the time there. He was a student, a year eleven student, and he and he'd uh, you know you bowl something and he'd, he'd sort of yell down the wicket, "Hey, sir, 
put it on the offside. Don't you give it <laughs> before the next day runs it. Don't you call me, sir. Here I'm likely to be likely to be dropped at half time. You know, so <laughs> you just call me Chris. Okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was t- terrific doing that. You know, playing. Um, uh, play, you know, playing with some of the kids as, as well. Yeah, yeah. So tell no, us, great. how did you, um, how did you sort of weave your way to Alice Springs? Um, it, it, interesting. I, I, I'd been. I, I was at. Uh, I was in Mary Barra for seven years, and I, I, I think it was the end of year two. I think maybe halfway through year two, uh, I got. I was given the job uh, of being senior master. And uh, old-fashioned term, though at St Phillips when I, I took the, the the title headmaster, and uh, I'm probably the last headmaster in Australia, <laughs> given that they're all principals now. But I, I like the term, you know, te- you know, head teacher. You know, about teaching. It's not about mm. photocopiers or stuff. It's about teaching. Anyway, I had this job of being uh, a senior master, and. I, I had nothing in writing, you know, I, my, and my job description was the boss saying to me, uh, Chris, I want you to take on the job of being senior master. Uh, your job will be to look after the discipline of the boys. Full stop. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, today, and I've written them, you know, reams and reams of do's and don'ts and what if and if there's an argument. No, nope, just those lines. And yeah. uh and we, we had a ball there. Uh, it, it was it was hard work. It was a uh, uh, those it was an independent school. It was Australia's first ecumenical school. So it was a combine between the Anglicans, the Catholics, the Church of Christ, wow, and the uh, Uniting Church. Um, and mostly everybody got on really well together uh, <laughs> until they didn't. Mostly, yeah, <laughs> until they didn't. That'd be uh, that'd be pretty unique, wouldn't it? That that it was, it was the first, the first, Charlie, yeah. uh, and the, and there were the, the, the in Victoria that there were some others that developed right. these ecumenical schools. Yeah, yeah. And in in fact, I suppose it was eighty nine. My brother uh, got a job out at um, Pakenham Beacon Hills, which was yeah. also a, um, a Christian. They call them Christian community colleges. Or, yeah. You know, Anglican Uniting Church combined. Mm. But I, I remember, I remember you had uh, you had in in the whole process you had uh, a period or two periods of general re- religion which you had to teach. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Mo- mostly, I mostly taught. Yeah, and then you had denominational religion. Right, and and that was one period a week, and. Um, I'd grown up as an Anglican, but I I, I, I was um, uh, philosophically a Christian. It, it didn't really matter whether I was an Anglican yeah. or a Uniting Church or whatever. Yeah. And it used to be interesting because when we were doing denominational religion, say I was taking Year 9 at one stage, Uniting Church religion, and you say to the Catholic, what are you, what are you doing with the Year 9 kids? <laughs> 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 The world for a year nine kid is is not theologically uh, complicated, <laughs> no. to say the least. Yeah. And yeah. then I remember the the local uh, archdeacon coming to see me. He said, "Oh, you grew up as an Anglican, and uh, we need somebody to teach uh, Anglican religion at the at the college." 
uh, would you do it? I said, yeah, fine, no, no, no problems. But uh, what's the difference between Uniting Church Religion and Anglican? And I didn't say it, but I was about to say, do you want me to teach the 39 openers at the Anglican Church or what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i got to say, no, Chris, a good time. The, the concept of the senior master still brings shudders to my thoughts because where I went to school, the senior master was the disciplinarian. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, the senior master had a, an amazing ability to be everywhere you didn't want them to be. <laughs> and uh, the moment your hair got a millimetre longer than it should have, you'd get yeah. that pulled up over your head and told, get a haircut. And uh, the senior master always had the loudest voice of anyone in the school. Yep, yep, yep. I was probably a kindly chief senior master. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Did they, uh, was was the cane still uh, in operation when you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 was. Um, there it was used sparingly. It was still in operation in the territory until I don't know, nineteen ninety, maybe, maybe after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's when I grew up. That, that was. Part of the deal. I don't think it's um, actually banned. Though. No, it's not. I mean, I, I think Pete and I looked this up one time. Yeah, yeah. I was just oh, going to say, I Chris, think, I, I've got some I good news for you, mate. It's still <laughs> open slather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I ever used it. And, um, but I, I, I remember, I, you know, because uh, in like in the in the independent schools and so on, you they're more likely use the cane. I think this is right. Uh, whereas in the state schools, they more likely use the use the strap. Uh, I remember in grade three was the first time I got the strap in primary school, and that was for playing football in the classroom, which was that's fair quite enough. unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> and nowadays, what do you have to do uh, to get the strap or the cane? I oh, no, no, I don't. I, re- I, re- I reckon no, I don't reckon anyone in the territory would dare. You know, regardless of whether it's legal or not, it would. It, it would it would hit the papers, wouldn't it? I think it would. I think you'd be surprised, though. Um, I saw a. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Australia page on Facebook, but I do find it quite entertaining. Sometimes they just put outrageous things on there. But the other day they put up a thing. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about disciplining kids in this day and age? And it was really interesting to see the mix. But I've got to yeah. say, it it lent towards. You know, we got smacked when we grew up and we think it's still a good thing. So I, I wonder yep. the Territory is one of those final frontiers where you can probably get away with a bit more than you could down south. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I wonder if you wouldn't get some parents just saying, well, good on you, they need it. it it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And, and uh, the, 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 the Territory, refreshing thing about the Territory is, is that, isn't it? it it's yeah, uh, a frontier. It's 200 and I don't know. And nobody ever knows how many people in the territory in <laughs> any right. case. Uh, right. but, but you can do stuff. I always remember here the, uh, the secretary of, of education here in the, in the 90, no, 80s, in the 80s and 90s, um, uh, the government changed and Jeff Kennett came in in Victoria. Yep. And he snaffled uh, the Secretary of Education in the Northern Territory, Jeff Spring, to come down to Victoria to run the education department down in Victoria. Wow. 
Now, the, the, there are things that had taken place in, in the Territory uh, which then were put into place in Victoria. Yep. And, the, and the thing was that the Territory was small enough where you, where you could actually make change yep. um, much more readily than trying to, trying to move a, a huge juggernaut like the Victorian Education Department uh, in a, what, what would you say, a, a political time frame of yes. those days, three years. Yes. So they brought him down and, he, yeah, he made a whole lot. They weren't necessarily popular, but he, no. but he made, made the changes, yeah. Hey, Chris, I've got a question for you that I, yep. I've, I've thought about a lot and I've never really had an appropriate person to ask the question to. So I, as Leon will often tell people on this podcast, I have a lot of children, right? How and many? I've got five. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. had four. Well um, done. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Well, it's lots of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Who, that's, who came uh, after David? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Rebecca. She, she's our, she's our, our territorian. She, she oh, was born here, 87. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. My question relates to discipline, which is a yep. big thing in my house. And uh, I've, I've been known to say from time to time, that I think boys operate best when there's just a little bit of fear in their lives, right? You know, when yep. they know there's consequences for actions. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. I don't think girls are quite the same. Now, I'd be really interested to hear your viewpoint on that. Uh, um, I, I, you, I think you're right. Uh, girls are... Uh, uh, anybody saying anything about gender these days yeah, know, uh, is in big trouble, but... Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Pro- yeah, bringing proceed. up girls and bringing up boys is 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 very is different. It's yeah. different, mind you. My my daughter, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she played football for the school footy team. Nice. Um, and she she played played. I think it was on the forward flank. And she uh, she had an older brother and so on. And and she could, she could boot a forty meter kick and take yeah, an overhead nice. mark. And so nice. there was she and a. Uh, a girl, an Aboriginal girl, was really good footballer. Uh, that was on the boys on the boys team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, later on, we 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 oh we we had a uh, I think she might have been part of that too. We had a, a girls' footy. We still do have a girls' footy yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you mentioned Timbertop earlier, and um, I, I I read an article about twelve months ago now, where um, there was two girls uh, in the Geelong Grammar. Uh, it's the first time it's happened. Two girls in the Geelong Grammar uh, first eleven cricket team. Um, Were they? Yeah, last year. And is that right? Good, isn't that good? Correct. And I think Meg Lanning was the first to uh, break that path, and she made the Kerry uh, first eleven Did cricket she? team. And Did she? Basically, what they said uh, with all of these girls who've now formed a little friendship amongst themselves, even though they're all yeah. different age groups, but they've been real pioneers with what they've done. And they basically just said that these girls are so good that, you know, they couldn't hold them back by having them in a girls' team. They were as good, if not better, than the boys in their own team and certainly the ones they were playing against. So it's, uh, it's come a long way. Hasn't it? It, it? it surely has. It surely has. I, I remember when, when I lived uh, uh, in Wangaratta and we, we, for a period of time, rented a house next door to the Ned Kelly property yep. only because that was a place to rent the house. 
and I, I remember a jo- the the our landlords who were um, sort of well-to-do people. Uh, they they had a, f- a friend who had been teaching in Timotom. Always remember this because yeah. I I was into outdoor ed, and I I'd always be taking boys and girls on on you know on hikes expedi- expeditions and so on. Yeah, yeah. And the, the girls uh, just as at that age, just as strong as the boys. And, yeah. Oh, at any age and yeah. resilient, blah, 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 blah. And I always remember, there's that blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember talking to this, this chap who'd been a, who was a teacher at Geelong Grammar and, uh, 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 and they, they had just made Timbertop uh, co-ed. Co-ed, yes. And uh, I said, oh, isn't that fantastic? You know, all enthusiastic and so on, and <laughs> visualizing these, How these was the boys reaction? and girls. The 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 his wife said, "Surely there's surely there's still room for the drawing room type of girl." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear wow. me! Yes. Isn't that isn't that a isn't that a blast from the past? Yeah, it sure from is. the past. Yeah, but it, it, interesting uh, with um. Uh, the, the 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 journey to Alice are oh, two inter- interesting interesting things about it. I, I've, I've been at Maryborough for for seven years and uh, I've done all sorts of things, produced jolly musicals and um, set up the outdoor ed there and blah blah blah. You know, a whole heap of thing. I, because it's a, it was a small school, you kind of ended up doing everything and taught uh, Year Twelve Australian history. Uh, always remember with you. Year 12 Australian history, giving the kids on this particular year all sorts of directions about how they should approach the exam, the exam that afternoon, um, whereupon I, I was doing a, a graduate diploma in Edmin and I had to go to Ballarat to uh, sit an exam that mm. afternoon. So having given them <laughs> having yeah. given them all the good oil on how to pass the exam, I proceeded to follow none of my hope files <laughs> <laughs> in, in Ballarat. Anyway. Hang on, I need to ask uh, you a question and, and about I, that. I, I wondered, I'm, oh, sorry, did you hear that? Uh, I, I did, yep. but you didn't hear me. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, so, I'm Chris, sorry. I have to ask you a question about, about Australian history. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we yep. had a... We had a guest on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, a, uh, a part Aboriginal guy um, who is the CEO of the Larrakia Development Corporation, Nigel yep. Brown. I don't know if you know him. Uh, no, no, I don't. No. So Nigel mentioned that uh, he had not heard uh, that, um, well, the alternative version of Australia's history Oh. Until he was uh, in the middle of high school, I think, and, and one of his teachers uh, had taught it. Yeah, they are terrible. And and you can go back, you can go back, you can go back uh, even further than than my era. That when I when I was in school, I did Australian history in year twelve. Uh, in that in that there was some. Acknowledgement of uh, um, Aboriginal history, Indigenous history, not 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 much though. But you know, not long before that, and and I did I did Year Twelve and nineteen sixty nine for goodness sake. Not long before that, there was no Australian history. It was actually British history right. of which Australian history was uh, was part. 
Isn't that wow. isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. But but you know, absolutely, uh, I can understand what what he's saying, and uh, uh, the, there is a terrific room for uh, um, for for you know the good delivery of of uh, of the, the 60, 60, um thousand years, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which pre predated um, European settlement of Australia. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Now the kids need should know. Everybody should know about it. Absolutely, it's part, it's part of it's part of who we are, isn't it? Mm. Well, what's the song? We are one, and we are many. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it, isn't it? Yeah, that, that would have been. Was that a shock to you? Um, not really, because I didn't really learn Aboriginal history until I watched the SBS series on it, and I found it utterly fascinating. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, it's it's good. Look, it's. I think it's really important to be taught. And to be uh, absolutely. otherwise, what are we doing? We're sitting here pointing the finger at Japan and saying, you know, the Japanese don't teach World War Two. Well, hello. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we, we Australia has to be really careful. We we do a bit of finger pointing, and we actually we actually don't don't get it actually right. And um, yeah, you know, I I had a I had I taught an Aboriginal girl once, and her family uh, were. Had, had come from the Coniston area. Of course, that was the area of um, the Coniston massacre, I guess. Um, so, and when you're in, in the, of course, when you're in the territory, uh, it's it's so it's much more vivid than it is here in, in Correct. Victoria. Correct. You know, I'm sort of walking walking around Mansfield and. Um, Feeling a bit strange because it's yes. you you hardly well, presumably there are one or two Aboriginal people here, but I haven't seen uh, too many. It's so funny you mention that, Chris, because you know I grew up in Melbourne and I always found it. I don't even know what the word is. I'll say ironic, but it's probably not strong enough. I found it just really interesting. Did you remember they used to have those sorry walks back in the day? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and one across Sydney Harbour Bridge. Correct, yeah. yeah. And the first one was in Melbourne. And I was like, well, that's funny because I can honestly tell you I grew up in Melbourne and I didn't ever see one Aboriginal person. No. Ever. No. And, no. you know, it's, yeah. And I've, I think from memory I only met one person Um an Aboriginal lady who, who worked on um, a family farm. And, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're few and far between in, in that area for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a, a, a wonderful uh, um, and, and I always find it interesting because when people from the Deep South come up to uh, us in the far north or the, or the uh, isolated centre, yeah. uh, uh, so so often they are uh, people can be instant experts. Correct. And that, and they come up and say, "Well, uh, I, I think there's uh, you you would have had this hmm. for sure." But uh, well, uh, what about the Koori people here? Well, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of the if you said to a, a Centralian 
uh, Aboriginal person about Koori. They wouldn't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it's a totally, yeah. totally foreign, you know, foreign world to them. Yeah. 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 Over the years, they had great, great Aboriginal uh, kids, yeah. But it was it was interesting after after seven years at uh, at Maryborough, I I don't know I, I was thirty four, and I, I wondered whether I was still um, uh, vaguely employable, and uh, I uh, I applied for this job at at St Phillips came up to run St Phillips as a residential college as a um, as a yeah residential college. What else can you say? Yep. And I thought, oh, yeah, that could be interesting. I, I'd known a bloke who'd actually run it. Uh, not, didn't know him well, but I, I, he'd been a teacher of mine. Oh, I suppose I knew him re- reasonably well. Um, but And my, my wife had been on a, a work party uh, back in the early 70s to St Phillips. So I had some understanding of what it, what it was, even though I'd never never visited uh, the place. So... So I put an uh, I put a application in, and lo and behold, out of the out of the sky came an interview. <laughs> oh wow! And so so what year was this? Eighty six was it? Uh, this is eighty five. Eighty five. Eighty five. Like so David I, was just born. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. David David was brand new. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He's, t- he's got this timeline, Leon. He's got you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, Chris, just um, to make sure I'm 100% clear, I know we've yeah. had someone on talk about this before. So, St. Philip's College is a, um, it's a boarding college, right? It's not an yeah, actual yeah, yeah. school. No, no. Uh, it, 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 the story will, t- will take us through that. Oh, okay, it, it actually is an actual school. <laughs> so, so I always remember going to have this interview, and at the interview, uh, the chair of the, the council it was a council in those days was there, Jan Heaslip. Uh, she's still involved in the college. Um, a great lady, little lady, great lady, packs a mean punch. She really does, <laughs> strong lady. Uh, and she and her husband, they were station owners. You know, they. Uh, and they were big in the CLP, big in the um, uh, – she was uh, one of the founders of the Isolated Children's Parents Association in the Territory and uh, involved in it nationally and, yeah, uh, great Territorians. Uh, he, w- he was chair of the CLP, what do you call it, president of the CLP, but he was also found one of the founders of – I think who, it was a, he was this? one of the founders. His name was Grant Heaslip. Oh, is this Tanya right. Heaslip's? Uh, yeah, dad? do you know Tanya? She's on. Yeah. She's been on the podcast. Has she? Yeah. <laughs> Tanya's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- Tanya's mum and dad. T- Tanya's mum was my boss for the twenty for uh, about what was it? Ten years. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read. I haven't read her, her last book. I've read the first two. Um, From uh, Prague to uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, she was there. She was dressed uh, very formally, and and I always remember that she wore half glasses. Ah, uh, and that's always look over the yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Make sure looks smarter. I had uh, uh, John Lamont, who was the who was the Uniting Church minister there. Fred Hockley, who's a was a ter- territory icon, who was uh, in those days on the board or, or the, the council, but was. 
principal of School of the Air. Um, uh, Gray Birch was there. He he was uh, he, he was to do with the the um, frontage services, which was you know the same organisation that John Flynn started all those years ago, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And um, I said etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera there, I didn't say blah blah. That's that's a move. Very highbrow. Um, <laughs> anyway, the the interview went for um, two hours forty two minutes. Wow! And I, I had a sort almost of as long as his podcast. I, I know. Absolutely, time. God, it is too. You know, uh, and and I I um uh I had a I had a sort of Ned Kelly type beard in those days. So when when you're interviewing somebody with a Ned Kelly type beard, at the end of the interview, what do you do? Pull it. You give you you give them you give them a cream cake to eat. Um, so of course, so I, I managed to, to get to the cream cake. I know, I know, I murder. <laughs> so, so did the interview back to Maryborough, uh, rung the next day. Uh, was I going to still keep my uh, application in the mix? Said yes. Then I went through the weekend and started to become rather than 34-year-old 30, risk taker, started to become 34-year-old rational person, rang my brother for advice, rang my best friend and got all the, you know, the wise advice. No, probably now's not the time to leave. You can do blah, blah, blah. Did all that. On the Monday, rang and said, I'm withdrawing my application. Whoa. So that, so that was the end of that. And the, the guy, Gray Birch, uh, the, the chap from Frontier Services, He's a, a reverend. He he he's a real psychologist because he just said, "Okay, thanks, Chris." <laughs> it's just like that. Come to Wednesday, and I, I drove uh, a whole lot of kids from our Australian history class over to Bendigo for a uh, Year Twelve lecture night. On the way back, I dropped um, I dropped uh, a girl at her farm. Uh, and her, her, her small farm, and, and they were they were noted for uh, for growing shooks. So naturally, every kid that came out of there, and there were a lot of them, uh, were called Chook. So she was Chook McKinley. <laughs> um, and as I drove home, because I, I lived in the, I lived on this farm in, in the middle of middle of the basalt plain in the in the bush, you know. And as I'm driving home, I remember seeing this line of uh, trees. And for some reason, I thought, wouldn't it be? But maybe I was a bit hasty in withdrawing my application. You know, I've got three kids; um, they're all young. Um, I'm 34. Why not just go and do it for three years, and I'd probably get my job back when I came back. You know, why not? Why not? And then I and then I recriminated uh, myself and said, uh, or chastised myself and said, "Well, you probably weren't going to get the job in any case." Now this is without a word of lie, word of a lie. I thought that wouldn't it be great that when I got home, my wife was standing by the gate, like this is in the middle of nowhere, standing by the gate, and says, uh, "You've got the job." So I get home, my wife's standing by the gate, <laughs> and she said, uh, uh, "Chris Jan Heeslip uh, wants to speak to you." So heart. 
rate increases considerably. Mm-hmm. Go inside, phone in the window, ring Jan Heaslip. This is without a word of a lie. <laughs> Jan doesn't know me from a bar of soap, for goodness sake. But without a word of a lie, these are Jan's opening words. Christopher, nobody calls me Christopher. Christopher, what's this nonsense about you withdrawing your application? <laughs> <laughs> she then she then sent me off to uh, the, the former school teacher that had run uh, St Phillips. He read me a passage out of the out of the biography of John Flynn. And having spent 60 hours saying no, I then proceeded to spend 10 minutes for no apparent reason and say <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Saturday we're on the plane uh, up to Alice to, uh, to look at the place and, uh, um, you know, met all and sundry. And that, that evening out at Bond Springs, you know, Tanya Smith Station, uh, we, 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 had, uh, we had dinner and I'm better be on my best behaviour, you know, Make sure my colour's right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, because the, the, the interview was pretty formal. Well, it was, a, it was an absolute uh, territory-winging dinner. <laughs> and I reckon it was 3 o'clock in the morning when Jan and I were sitting at her kitchen table because we, we stayed out at her place. Um, we had, and we had little David with us. He was, you know, close to zero. Hmm. So we carted him up there. And she, she, she and I are discussing my sort of terms of employment and so on, three o'clock, <laughs> three o'clock uh-huh. on the morning, around her kitchen table. So that was it. Nice. So on the 10th of January, 1986, still 34, and we got within, we drove, uh, drove in the, in the secondhand land cruiser, um, two dogs, Three children, mother-in-law, wife, um, and it was about forty-four hundred yeah. degrees. It was as hot as anything. <laughs> and I don't know, sixty. I was listening to the cricket actually, so I must have been able to pick up the the, the I don't know, well, some radio signal. Mm. And I I didn't stop for fuel at Earl Dunder, and about I don't know. 40k out of Alice Springs. Guess what? Ran out of fuel. No fuel. No No fuel. Baby in the car. uh, No fuel. No air conditioner. Not popular. You got your mobile phone out, didn't you, Chris? (laughs) I didn't have a mobile phone. That's right. (laughs) So, so let me tell you, uh, I got a jerry can off the roof, and as you know, with a diesel car, you've always got to bleed the injectors. this is going to be a mission. I've never bled these injectors before. But when you've got everybody in the car sizzling away and clearly not impressed, it's amazing what you can do. And we, we, were, we were sitting on the road again and got into, got into St Phillips at, I don't know, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I think, something like that. And, but I went up there to run St Phillips not as a school but as a residential college. And... Um, it it was uh, um, didn't have very much money. It had, had, in fact, to go didn't have very much money. That's optimistic. It had very little money, uh, and it 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 was requiring uh, required a whole lot of energy to uh, keep it along. So so uh, um, so we got into it, and we we. Uh, yeah, I've forgotten about that. We we got into it, 
And I, I brought with me, as a, my deputy, uh, a teaching mate of mine from Maryborough. I don't think I was very popular in Maryborough when I left. This guy was, uh, a, you know, he and I used to open the bowling for the for that, that local side. He's a big fellow, six foot four, and great with kids, you know, absolutely A1 with kids. So he, he was a necessity. So we, we, we got into it. We're, we're manly enthusiastic. We, even though it was a residential college, the kids came from all over the place. Uh, there were about 70 of them, I think, when we started, came from all over the place. And then they went out to the different schools during the day and then uh, came back to St Phillips where we had afternoon activities, uh, homework sessions. And we always classed ourselves as a learning institution. You know, we're an educational institution. We're part of their educational process. Uh, we, you know, we took them on camps and did all that stuff. Anyway, it was about March by then. Uh, we, we'd seen the lie of the land and, you know, there were a lot of new kids and they were homesick and they were having to relate to uh, the local schools and then they had to come back and relate to the rules of our school and, uh they, they, all of them were isolated kids, oh, except for the ones that had been at St Phillips before, but the new ones were all isolated. They'd been on school of the air. They weren't used to other kids, and here they are, they're boarding. So we thought it would be good if when kids came in, we had them for a year and we had a transition school. So I, I went and had a cup of coffee with Jan, who was the chair of the council, uh, in the Aeronova Cafe near the council chambers there, no, no longer there, and I put the idea of a uh, transition school to mm -hmm. her. And, you know, you know the, the, the classic thing probably now maybe in the Territory, but certainly not then, instead of, oh, yeah, I can understand this and uh, maybe we should do a strategic plan and uh, we've got costings on this and, Maybe uh, maybe we, we, we need to get uh, a consultant in. Not a bit of a chance. Ed. Great idea, Chris. Right. We've got to go and see the Chief Minister immediately. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So next thing, we, we're meeting the Chief Minister. We're on our way to Darwin, and Jan was just absolute uh, treat to, to go and meet these politicians. They, they used to shake in their boots when she, you know, a little lady, when she went in to, to see them. So, so um, the, the council got behind it, and uh, away we were heading. And the, and the and the government got behind it. The government uh, thought it was a great idea, and it didn't take very long for us to turn a transition school into a uh, year seven to ten school. You know, in other words, the, uh, the the idea changed. Okay, we won't do the transition thing. Let's have a let's have a, a feeding school. Mm. So, so away we went. And it, and it took us, it was one heck of a huge amount of work, huge amount of work. Uh, and I, I being and a, the eternal optimist thought, yeah, no worries. We can get this done by the end of the year. So, so 1989, uh, January 1989, we, we opened the doors, uh, to, uh, our students, our day students. Uh, we had a boarding house in those days of about, 80, of which probably two-thirds still went uh, to um, the government school. So they, they could board at St Phillips and go to the government school or, or even the Catholic school. They could go to any school. 
that, that was part of the mandate uh, of the college was to provide accommodation for isolated kids. So if they needed accommodation, then and that worked. That worked fine. That was that was good. So a Jan, a January uh, two thousand and not two thousand uh, nineteen eighty nine, we opened the door and doors, and we had one hundred and forty seven new students uh, into the school. So that that was our that was our start, and we had students from seven to nine. I would never do that again. I won't do it again in any case. But I'll never do it again. A, a year nine better to go seven and eight, and year nine they're a fair way through their secondary their secondary time. Anyway, that's 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 detail. Um, but we, we're we're off and running, and and so exciting to uh, uh, to start a school. Uh, just, just so jolly exciting, because you've got to, you've got to do everything. Yeah. You know, you've you got to do, you've got to do absolutely everything. What uniform? Uh, what, what are you going to? What, what rules? How are you going to? Length of the classes? What are you going to do? Uh, you're going to have. A, we had after school activities. Yeah. So, th- so that was that was it. 1989. We opened, we opened the opened the doors, and. Um, uh, and so, having said that, I I would be there for um, three years. Uh, mm. I stayed for thirty and a half. So, and and it was it it was always an exciting challenge, always an exciting challenge. And what was it like living in Alice Springs? Uh, uh, all the obviously, uh, James uh, James was grade. I suppose I suppose he, he was 1979 model. So so when we when we came 1986, so he was in grade one, I think, uh, in the territory, uh, and then all, all the all the others uh, they, they did their you know their kindergarten and their schooling in the territory. Three of them uh, went, or four of them, all of them went through St Phillips. Um, it was a great place to bring up kids. It was a great place to bring up kids. Fantastic, fantastic. Why, that? why, why was that? I, I, do you want me to read you a poem? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Did you want me to read you a poem? We had a song last week. I want a poem this week. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, written from the heart. My gaze, it sweeps out westward to that line of purple hue that guards the dappled valley of Australia's cultural muse, a town that causes wonder to a nation bound by coast, for the mystery of the inland remains a mirage and a ghost. So it's rock to dust and gravel with battle-blasted sand where trees and scrub grow boldly to beautify this land, dry creeks that wind and hope with a promise of new life, though the harshness has a softness which settles fear of strife. What's it really like? The city dweller will ask through a distant gaze as he tries to sense the outback through a noisy city haze. Is the heat beyond redemption? Can you live in such extremes? Is the isolation crippling? Does it colour all your dreams? The choking, slothful traffic defies the purpose of its cause as it winds a daily pattern and is the pulsing city's source. It's a haemoglobic essential that city folk will let pass by, but it's the high price the city pays 
no matter what it tries. The dawning breaks the silence of the twinkling bush night dome, below which the nightly creatures have hunted far away from home. The morning shift of the great creation quickly moves to seek the coming day with the optimistic hope of Tucker and a full belly on its way. Then from the east it happens as the glow slowly seeps away the dark, the stage show of the morning as a wonder makes its mark. A breath, the first fire, then the raging glory strips away a black dog night for the sun hasn't risen boldly and grasps the day with all its might. My land, it has a strength and power that lights my spirit's flame that's ignited in the early morn as the sun rises once again. Depression as an oily blanket smothers out the dark's last hours. It's defeated once again by the rising sun's or healing powers. My land's a healing wonder with its endless big blue sky it stays the fear of cancer, helps to raise the spirits high. The spirit shows its powerful glory to all who venture there. It is my deepest feeling, and with all this, it's this I'd like to share. Wow. So that's, that, that, that's living in Alice. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spiritual experience. It probably is not Darwin too. You know, you become attached to your to your, your isolated and kind of unique area. And uh, the greatest thing uh, in the in the centre, as, as in the Territory, for me, is the big blue sky. So, you know, you, you drive from here, you get to Port Augusta, turn right to go to Alice Springs and Darwin, mm-hmm. and you hit the land of the big blue sky and the rising sun, the rising sun in the morning. It, it's, it's, it rises every morning. And I, I, my, my want uh, in the in the morning was always to um, uh, to throw my two dogs in the in my car, go four drive, and belt out to Undulia, uh, which is the bush uh, to the um, to the east of east of Alice. It's a you know very hilly uh, place. Of, you know, and I, I know all the millions of four drive tracks, and to get out there and run the dogs but to see the, the rising sun. And uh, the image of the rising sun uh, was very powerful and, and it is very powerful for people in Alice Springs. So it was something that you could hang a philosophy on. You mm. know, it's about positivity, new day, uh, new life, uh, new ideas. So in the end, on the, on the hall that we built through, through the time there, I, I had painted a huge sign which... Um, uh, with the the uh, look to the rising sun on it, look to the rising sun. Uh, I'm a big believer in in that sort of notion of you. you so I've got in St Phillips sort of storyboards all over the place and mm. pictures and everything because if one kid looks at it, you've won. Yeah, if nobody yeah. looks at it, it's a pity. Yeah, <laughs> but do if one think, kid looks at it, what you've won. Do you think your appreciation of that comes from? I mean, you moved to the territory. Uh, you know, at a yep. adult age, and I too, um, I was only talking to someone about this the other day. But having grown up in and and you know, you're doing a lot of your work life in and around Victoria, which is very much known for its four seasons, and uh, you know, there is a dreary and cold winter, 
um, that endless summer that you get when you first yeah. come to a place like the Territory is it's just so fresh and yes. enlightening. Uh, you're absolutely right. You're yeah. absolutely right. You know, my mum used to come up and stay um, and uh, she'd say, oh, can we watch the weather forecast? I said, Granny, don't worry about the weather forecast. I'll tell you what it There's is to no point. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it was a great place to great place, and and uh, all my kids went away to uh, uni. Uh, Rebecca's ended up in Queensland, uh, but the other three came back. They they all ended up teaching at St Phillips, by the way. Wow! Uh, right. But, well, it's the old story: if you can't recruit them, you breed them. <laughs> uh, but well, you've, but uh, they made a massive contribution then. <laughs> well, they and and uh, uh, they all came. They all came at times of um, you know getting teachers into the territory. As you know, getting professional people in the territory is a challenge. And uh, I can remember um, ringing my daughter. I, I, James had come on deck. I, I couldn't get a, a math science teacher to save myself, uh, and. I, I I thought he might be able to do a, a term with us, and um, anyway, he stayed on. He's he's been he's been, <laughs> been at the yeah. school for twenty years, and he he's been uh, head of stu- head head of students at four years, etc. At one stage, there were what four tutors teaching at the school. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there were four teachers uh, tutors wow. teaching at the school, all uh, all fiercely independent. You know, through, <laughs> the the worst thing. The worst thing that uh, you could say is that you happen to be the boss's son or daughter. No, <laughs> they, they didn't cut mustard. But I rang my daughter. Uh, I, I one at one stage when she came on deck, we were six teachers down at the start of term two, Gee. and 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 it was uh, uh, and it was one of those sort of um, uh, bad situations where it, where. where I think it was four teachers that we had appointed didn't work out, and uh, I, I reckon I got it eighty-five percent right over the years. Yeah, you never get it hundred percent right. Mm. Eighty-five is not a bad uh, yeah. a bad figure, but this this particular time we we were six down at the end of uh, term one, and so I rang my I rang my daughter into term two because teachers were having to teach extra. I was teaching a whole a whole heap, whatever, and I said. Sarah, uh, this is not your old man ringing. This is a school principal uh, recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? So she came up. She she thought about it for twenty four hours, and she came on deck. And so she's been on. Uh, she's she's been at the school ever, ever since. And um, her partner came too. Uh, he wanted to do an apprenticeship, so he got a, an apprenticeship within. If it wasn't one day, it was three days. And uh, so he's a he's got his own business now. He's a you know plumber. He, he's uh, you know great, had a great great existence um, at St Phillips. Yeah, no, not at St Phillips at um, in in Alice Springs. Alice, yeah. So great great place to bring up. There, there are places there are difficulties in Alice Springs, as everybody knows. There are places that you 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 probably don't go to at night. All that. Um, and you just you just got to follow the rules, I guess. Uh, but but it was it was terrific. Kids, you know, the American population uh, yes. in Alice make a great contribution. Talk, talk to us about that. When did that start? 
oh, gee whiz, um, maybe 1965, maybe it was, because because you've got the you've got Pine Gap, mm-hmm. um, you know the big joint defence facility. Well, it's and the boss of the facility is always an American, and the yeah. second in charge an Australian, yeah. but it's a joint defence facility. Yeah, yeah. And right opposite St Phillips is a very innocuous um, set of buildings, and that is actually uh, that's a that's a pretty important facility too, run by the American Air Force. And they, it's a listening post for seismic movements in the Earth's crust. And throughout where I was saying that I go would go or still do in the mornings, there are there are uh, bunkers all through the place uh, which have uh, sensors in them, and and they, they they because Alice is mostly very stable, they can pick up. They can pick up a, an atomic bomb going off in Pakistan or something, and then the information's relayed to Canberra and then back to back to the states. So everybody knows where Pine Gap is, but uh, the yeah. Joint Defence Facility offices in Phillips, nobody really knows much about that. But yeah. it's 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 just as important in, in, in its own way. And so, uh, uh, so how, what was the population of the uh, American kids? I mean, how, how- now I, I, uh, over. Uh, over time, it's changed because American policy over time has changed. But I, I reckon at one stage we might have had, I don't know, 60 American kids in the school. Far out. You guys would have start, yeah. started speaking with an American accent. Well, the Americans started speaking with an Australian accent. But you're right. It was terrific because, I mean, my kids were really friendly with American kids. Um, and uh, in fact, we were in uh, Denver three years ago. I think it was. We had a uh, reunion, a St. Philip's reunion in in Denver, and the, wow. some of the American kids came. It was terrific. But uh, my kids, all of them, played baseball um, because where else would you have a town of twenty five thousand people and have a fully lit uh, <laughs> baseball? Baseball yeah. Diamond, but Alice Springs. Yeah. Where, was that? A, Where was that? In Alice Springs. It, it's um, uh, it, the, the sporting facilities in Alice Springs are um, nationally classed. You know, the football wow. oval is is fully lit. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. They play an AFL game there yes. every every year. Uh, the the cycle track, which probably doesn't have a lot of people go to it, is is uh, you know um, Australian standard. They had so, the Masters games yeah. there, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Masters games every yeah, yeah. two, every two years, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a wild time. <laughs> Did the Americans pay for the baseball diamond and some of their their facilities? I, they 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 play the cards pretty close to their chest, but oh, I imagine right. they probably did. Uh, I met, there were numbers of American uh, the the American the American people were were a very good citizens. Right. You know, they, 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 they're part of Rotary, they're part of Lions, they, they coach baseball teams, uh, very good citizens. If, if there is a, if one of them, something goes wrong and one of them, there's a mishap with one of them, I'm trying to say politely, there's a mishap with one of them, yeah. they are sent back to the States faster than a speeding bullet. 
Is that right? Bang, yeah, gone, <laughs> just like that. Wow. You know, they they don't don't want any trouble, any incidents. But um, no, yeah. ter- terrific, terrific to have the Americans uh, on deck. Terrific to have them in the school and the school. How did that change your teaching? I mean, you had Americans there. They obviously good. Good point. Mm-hmm. They, they, very yeah. good. Very good point. What they, history did you teach, for example? <laughs> a good, good. Another good point. We we actually in the end we actually offered uh, American history wow. after school because the American kids, if they were going to go on to uh, some of the universities, uh, had to have had to have done American history. And and for a period of time, one of our teachers who who is American uh, was American is American is both <laughs> an Australian and American uh, taught taught American history and. Sure. Uh, and and but it was it was it's different. I, I've we've got sister schools now uh, uh, throughout through through America, uh, and uh, the 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 approach to education is is not the same. It's different. And initially, when we set the school up, numbers of the American parents were anxious because uh, the Australian approach. Was was different to theirs, you know. I, I remember this this particular family where uh, the mum in particular was so anxious, and she'd come in and she said, "But but can you tell me what 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 uh, what what you're doing on the fifteenth of August in uh, in history?" I said, "Well, oh, Australia, we we don't we don't necessarily do it quite as tightly as that, or or that that notion of wh- where where in the class is my is my Student is my student uh, number one or number twenty-five? Uh, where, where are they? Well, we don't actually do that. We 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 really say that so and so is doing um, exceptionally well, maybe ahead of the game. So and so's you know middle order, or or somebody is is struggling. But we don't say no. Nope, your kids twenty-five kids in the class, and, <laughs> and your kids number twenty-five. <laughs> we don't do that. But it, it, it made me realise, and and the other thing is, uh, failure was was a was was devastating. You know that 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 the the results of kids failing uh, and going back to America to go to school or to go to university uh, could be a, a a real no-no because them getting into lots of the universities was not only on a, on their SAT you know exam results and but was on school references on. Uh, whether they uh, contributed to community service, you know, all that. Mm. Yeah, very different, very different. Mm. But good, you know, it was good and it, it enriched us uh, as, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and Go ahead, Pete. So with the American kids, you mentioned SATs. So essentially they were leaving, if they went back to a US college, they were leaving with the... Uh, same thing as they would be from a US high school. Uh, I they had to do the SAT, which would be the same as they did from a US high school. Right. Okay. Uh, but they but they would be leaving with a uh, an Australian ATAR. Okay. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. So 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 uh, and 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 we we've we've kept in contact with um, with lots of kids and. Uh, with the American kids and you know, your numbers of the American kids yeah. and so on, uh, it's and they 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 
seeing those kids in, well, they're not kids for goodness sake, they're <laughs> 35, 40-year-olds mm -hmm. um, and and they they thoroughly um, love being neo-Australians. You know, they, 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 they had, and not only were they Australians but they were Central Australians. You know, they, yes. they, they had a unique... Absolutely. Like Darwin, unique upbringing, which my, uh, which my kids have and which your kids in Darwin yeah. uh, would have as well. Let, let's talk about that because, look, we, we've had a fair bit to do with Alice Springs over the years and, um, you know, we've even got an office down there. Yes. But I feel that Alice Springs people are very, very parochial. And it feels to me like Alice Springs people would rather um, look south uh, to Adelaide than look north to Darwin <laughs> in terms of... <laughs> uh, isn't that... Isn't that it, 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 Leon, that's really interesting. I, Alice Springs people um, are very aware of the... And, and it's it's the tyranny of distance, you know. Yeah. It's as it was with England, Australia, yes. Sydney. It's the tyranny of distance. Darwin's a long way away, yes. and you know my uh, my work with the church, government, all the rest of it. Mm. The headquarters mostly are actually in Darwin. Yes, yes. And the concept of the Berrimah Line. Yes. Yeah. Is is alive and well, you know. Yes. If, a, if a decision goes against Alice Springs, yes. the Berrimah line is even more uh, yeah. alive and well. I, I'm not sure that they would they would like looking to South Australia. They probably like looking internally. <laughs> than, <laughs> um, but you're right. There's a there is a there is a national pride, uh, a Centralian pride. In being part really, of Central Australia, it's really strong. I find. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. People from Alice Springs are incredibly proud of being from Alice Springs. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. And you, and you get, you know, hence the poem. You, you get, you get uh, caught up in it, mm. and uh, it becomes your country. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you yeah. drive, you drive through the game. Are we yeah. home now? And. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that Darwin people feel this as strongly about it. Is that it. right? Yeah. No, yeah but Leon, I'm going to just pull you up there for a second. Go ahead. It's, um, it's very simple to feel that way if you're from Darwin or if that's where your experience is from. Mm -hmm. If right. you're from Catherine or if you're from Tennant Creek or if you're from Alice Springs, uh, uh. you're absolutely centred on the fact that everything happens in Darwin, yes. and you got to fight for your bit. Whereas, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, always we yes. have it for granted. Uh, always, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, that's what I hear from my staff in Alice Springs. They'll say, "Darwin gets everything." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. And uh, in my uh, and, and I, I guess I guess uh, many many arguments, I suppose over, over the over the years. Uh, in support of Alice Springs, but your your, your statement is 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 absolutely right. Um, and you know we've got twenty five thousand people down here. Blah 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 blah. Mm. Oh, Darwin's got one hundred. I don't know mm. how many. One hundred and twenty 
thousand people is a bit bigger than Alice Springs, but uh, yeah, it, it is. It, it, you, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And the the identity. My my brother's brother-in-law, who's a, who was a Melbourne, uh, he's retired now, but a Melbourne businessman. He he made one trip to, to Alice Springs, and it, and he said he felt uh, it was a like a religious experience. I guess the McDonald <laughs> Rangers, and, and I I thought, wow, well, isn't that good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I, I had a, a religious experience in yeah, Alice no. Springs, but I tell you where I I did feel the um, a, a very spiritual experience, I suppose you could say. And that was at Ayers Rock. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that, that, that um, I, th- I can't remember what the dinner is called, Under the Stars. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yep. It just was, I have never seen that much of the universe in my life. You know, when, when they turned the lights off and you looked up to the sky, it was Unbelievable! The amount of stars. Yeah. You know, you just—I don't know anywhere else on Earth that you could see that 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 sort of night sky. It, it, the, 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 the night sky is, as I as I look through my papers here, no. uh, that the, the night sky the night sky is is absolutely uh, here we go. The night sky is absolutely uh, terrific. And um, the, the, the night sky is absolutely terrific and a, a huge experience for me. We, we had a, a very, we developed a very, um, initially with the help of Outward Bound, but we had a, a, a still do, um, really good outdoor ed program. Kids go out into the Western McDonald's for um Nine days, nine or ten days uh, in year year nine, and also uh, in year eleven. Uh, they're not forced to; it's it's optional. But um, uh, and they, and they have they have this, even though they live in Alice, they have this huge experience being out in that country. And when I used to go out and visit them, and I'd be driving back at night. You know, I'd always be late, and I'd be driving back at night, and it was me. In the early days, it used to be me, the dog, uh, but later on when the dogs weren't allowed in there, that was uh, without the dog. But uh, the, 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 the blackness of the bush but the brightness of the stars was exactly as you, you said. And short poem? Do it. Okay. So, so my dog, my dog, uh, Socks Dog, uh, uh, the poem's a long one, but I'm only going to read the last bit. But he, he was with me from 1975 through to for almost 20 years, well, 19 years. And uh, he died, died just before his 19th birthday. Great dog. Went around Australia with us, um, you know, Wangaratta, Maryborough. He was born opposite Brown Brothers Vineyard. Uh, and and his breed was uh, a border collie kelpie and I asked my uh, teacher stroke farmer friend I said what what are border collie kelpies like he said mate Hmm. is there any other dog (laughs) (laughs) so so this is this is this is when he was old beside the winter fire he'd lie 
with dreams of ventures gone, his aged frame now resting quietly as the hours ticked on and on. His eyes would flicker open and his tail would bravely thud and as a knowing look would speak these words of hope and love. Master, will you strike me with your hand I trust so well? Tell me that you'll care for me, for my heart is loyal still. Caress me with your low tones. Please keep me at your side. Master, I'm your special mate. Be with me till I die. And now his life is over. His spirit's free at last. For God has special places for dogs who've done their part. Old socks can rest in peace now beneath our outback river gums. He knows he's done his best with a race that's truly won. And on a desert night that's jewelled with stars that fill our endless sky, his eyes still twinkle softly as he guards his master's side. A soft lick greets a kind hand that strokes his fur with love and care. His spirit eyes forever towards the nighttime bush will stare. And that... Beautiful. That, that sort of notion of the I, I I can I can never get enough of it the night sky can never get enough of it the big mm-hmm. sky just absolutely uh, absolutely mm-hmm. terrific and and you like you uh, Leon um, part of the thing about St Philip's having isolated kids uh, part of our mission always or uh, you know kids from Alice Springs was to make the kids look outwards look out to the world and uh, as it was we became. Uh, very active members of an organisation called Round Square, and I, I've forgotten how many schools there are now, 200, 200 plus. Uh, but when we joined, there were about uh, 30, 35 schools. And uh, fantastic organisation. And part of the deal with the organisation is getting the kids to look, look out. So uh, kids have the opportunity to go and exchange to all over the place, not not these last two years, sadly, but all mm. over the place. You know, South America, um, Middle East. Uh, we've got a, uh, the Indian school in Dubai, um, school in Oman. You know, everywhere. Mm. So we, we we have a, a even though we're isolated in Alice, for, and potentially very parochial. <laughs> uh, we, we 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 our aim is to have this this global uh, this global view. Anyway, we had a international conference uh which we uh which we which we ran at at, or helped run at at some stage we we had an international conference which we actually run us ran ourselves we took the we we took the all the people from the 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 pacific area basically out on the gan into the desert and it was the same thing uh you got off the gan and you sat at you sat at tables in the in the desert, and uh, and they they and you you had a meal. Hmm. But the, the 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 biggest thing at that night was exactly as you said, Leon, was when they turned the when they turned the lights out and the the stars appeared, because the the people in Tokyo they've never hmm. seen the sky like that, no. and the people in Taiwan. Never seen anything like it. They they were absolutely blown away. Or Korea, mm. absolutely blown away. It was amazing, and you could actually hear the audible, ah, <laughs> which was terrific. 
But yeah. yeah, no, fully understand that. Yeah. So look, talk talk to me about the the change in Alice Springs. I mean, one of the things that we've spoken to Alice Springs people about on this podcast is the fact that probably over the last ten years or so, you have had an influx of Indians, an influx of Filipinos. Fantastic. Is it, is it changing the place? How's it, how's it going? I, uh, changing, for, uh, changing, enriching the place. Hmm. Uh, uh, we, we, we had a, um, uh, it was one night, one night in, in chapel, on Sunday night in chapel, and uh, our chapel, we built our chapel ourselves. And actually, if, if you're down in Alice, not there, I'll show you around the school. But uh, uh, it's one of those things. We got a grant of $50,000 for an old chap just before he died. And uh, he, we, we, he, he was, uh, well, we, he, he loved the, the chapel area and so on. And, and well, there was no chapel there. But it, so we, we used the $50,000 to build the chapel, which cost $80,000. And uh, we just did, we did it ourselves. And, uh, and, the 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 kids worked on it. Um, every time they had an Ari lesson, they'd be up at the chapel, sawing wood and painting stuff and digging trenches. And when a when a when a class had been there digging a trench, I'd go out afterwards because I, I designed the thing and supervised, you know, supervised it. And I'd go out there and discover that the foundations, instead of going that way, had gone that way. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd have to straighten it up. There's more concrete in the foundations there than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Uh, it's very pretty, very pretty reflective building. It takes about 100 people. And I'm sitting there and exactly what you said, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, even amongst our borders, uh, we, we've got uh, these, you know. We've got the what I don't know what you what you call uh, European people. They're not anyway. You've got your European type people. You've got your Aboriginal type people. You've got your people that might have come from New Guinea. You've got uh, African people, and then in the day school, you've got even more. You know, you've got Indian people. You've got um, uh, as I, and you've got you've you've got Indian of. Had um, I had wonderful Indian teachers on staff, so it, the place is very cosmopolitan, and it doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter if uh, there are only say fifty people that have origins in Switzerland. Doesn't matter. You still got a Swiss contingent. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's fascinating. But they they have they have bought a huge. Uh, uh, a, a huge richness to the town, but they brought a terrific richness to the school. You know, we, we've had school captains have been from Africa, uh, India, um, uh, indigenous. Uh, you know, we've, we've indigenous kids, as in Alice Springs um, Aboriginal kids. Uh, it's it's just absolutely fantastic, absolutely mm. fantastic, and with them. They they all have their Aussie um, factor, but yeah. they also have their their African or their Indian or or, and so much so you know when you go to Eastside, which is sort of my local grocery store, I think that's run by uh, 
uh, an Indian uh, crew now, but they have a whole, you know, Indian Asian uh, section there. Oh, wow. They would never have had that when I first went there. But, no. Um, yeah, no, terrific. Does that, Leon, did I answer that satisfactorily? Yeah, because, it, I mean, it's such an interesting thing, isn't it? Alice Springs oh, it's is terrific. the centre center of Australia, the heart of Australia. It gets a lot of bad press about crime, right? But yet when you look past that or you look beyond yeah, that, yeah, if, that's, yeah. if that's the right thing to do, yep. you, know, you, talk, you know, you've talked about Americans, you've talked about, you know, obviously the Anglo-Australians, but, then you know, you've got, Filipinos, Indians, yeah. Africans. I mean, it's just in, and such an incredibly diverse town in the middle of literally nowhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, 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 exactly. And uh, um, one of my Indian students whose mother was, um, both mother father sadly died, but he, he was a teacher too. He, he has flown over my farm. He, he's, he became a pilot. Uh -huh. So on a couple of occasions he flew over my farm. <laughs> he <laughs> gave me a ring and said, "I'm I'm coming over," <laughs> and he's actually visited the the little farm. But uh, the old story is, if all the Indian people, for example, left Alice Springs, um, uh, the hospital would close. Wow! You know, yes. or all the African people left Alice Springs, the hospital would close. Yeah, the the number of Indian people who are nurse, Afri Indian and African people who are nurses, doctors. My my GP in uh, in Alice, brilliant GP. You know, brilliant uh, is uh, is Indian. Of you course. know, it's it, it, wonderful. Um, but but the the other thing is is that which I think is is terrific is that they a lot of the people just don't become. Uh, Everything Aussie, uh, they maintain they maintain uh, elements of their culture and enrich the community accordingly. And uh, you know, throughout Australia, you can obviously see that as far as far as food's concerned. Mm. And um, mm. yeah, my, the, the Indian te teachers uh, going to their place for a dinner. Gosh, um, I, I, I didn't have to eat for at least two weeks afterwards. <laughs> It's just magnificent. Yeah. So, look, what about what about the Aboriginals there, right? Is it Arunta country? Is that what you call? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Well, 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 Alice Springs is Arunta country, oh. uh, but 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 we we're also close to Pitjantjara country. We're also close to Walpuri country. Uh, so so there's a there's a mixture, but but basically Alice Springs is uh, uh, Arunta. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. How does that uh, get pulled into the curriculum at school? Um, to be honest, not having been there for six years now, I, 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 I presume it. I presume it is. I presume it is. Uh, what did you do when you were there? We 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 had we had that in uh, in. In the curriculum, uh, I can't remember which which year level it would have been, but but we were very conscious of that. But because we've always had uh, um, Indigenous kids in the school, I I, th I think at the moment there would be about one hundred and ten out of 
I don't know how many there are now, 650 kids. And do they so, teach language at the school? Don't teach. We haven't taught. We haven't taught Indigenous languages. No, no. Because mm. um, that's and, one of the things you know. Pete and I have been bouncing off uh, people on this podcast for a while now. You know the integration of Aboriginal Australia with with mainstream Australia, um, and being in the territory, you've got that unique opportunity to be able to do that because. The, you know, it hasn't been completely eradicated. Um, no, no. Uh, and you know, I just wonder whether there are opportunities for our children to really be immersed in a way that um, it was. Who was who was that uh, member for our uh, Fanny Bay Pete, who ran um, for office? Uh, Michael Gunner. You're uh, well, you're on mute, buddy. Is it Michael Gunner? Uh, no, it was um, uh, Michael Gu- Michael Gunner. Yeah, Pete Lane. Hey, Hayes. Um, Tanya Hayes. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, Tracy, why. Tracy, 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 Tracy. Tracy. Yes, that's right. She's, I just a, had she's an old St. Philip student. Well, that's it. And she told us that on the podcast. And Chris, I tell you what, if you want to listen to a sensational episode of the Territory Story podcast, have a listen to hers. Uh, well, the kettle first. But exactly. She'll give you a run for your money. She's a longer than me. Uh, but, uh, but my goodness, Chris, <laughs> Great lady. amazing she's story. Terrific, was, terrific lady. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. she talked about learning language and uh, her interaction with uh, the Arata people and, uh, and, and, and a few of the other, other um, uh, uh, people from the different countries. Yeah, because she, she came from a station called Allendale. Uh, yeah. I think it was on the Unadatta track. Hmm. Um, her her brother Ken Napier. He he was in charge of. Um, uh, he he was in charge of. Uh, uh, the what's what what is it? Is the the it's not it's not it's not the federal police. It is the federal police, but it's got another uh, in, uh, the security of Pine Gap. Oh, okay. ah, right uh, out there. Yeah, yeah. A great great chap. His son was captain of the school. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, yeah, uh, um, Tracy Hayes. So, I mean, the Hayes family, uh, yeah. uh, a big pastoral, a big pastoral family. Uh, but, but yeah, she's she, yeah, she's a Territorian uh, through and through, absolutely, mm. yeah. born and bred. Yeah, yeah. So it is one of those things that we've been talking about, and, and just wondering. You know how the curriculum here in the territory can can sort of draw in some of these yep. issues and concepts to make our understanding of of Aboriginal issues a lot more meaningful uh, and, and to provide a connection because it's quite frankly there isn't much of a connection I don't think that we have going at least not in Darwin I don't know what Alice Springs is like but. It's well, it, it, you, you're right. Uh, it, it's the connection is is so is so important, and um, uh, and you, you know the 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 indigenous kids sort of go off and they and they do a whole range of things. You know, the, the why is it just the indigenous kids that do that? Oh, oh, all all our kids go out and, and do do a whole range of things. 
Right. So, 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 uh, and that I guess that's a I guess that's a, a point in that Alice Springs being isolated, mm. um, our kids will will some of the kids will stay in Alice Springs, mm. uh, but lots of them will go out all around Australia, uh, and indeed all around the world. Yeah, I have kids going everywhere, and possibly because being isolated. Uh, your and and you know there are only twenty five thousand people, mm. so that there is a there is a natural mixing that actually takes place with everybody, yeah. mm. and there's not a fear. There seems to be less fear of of the wider world than with some people who live closer to the wider world. Yeah. Mm. Um. I guess where I'm coming from is, you know, we talked about Alice Springs, people being proud of being from Alice Springs, but I don't hear Alice Springs people talking about Arunta Country or Pitjantjara or Walpuri. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, good. It, yeah, yeah. You know, that's to me a really unique opportunity for territory kids. To get that education and to yep. find, you know, and to be immersed in some of these these cultures, because I think you know we're all very quick to say to our kids, "All right, go off and learn Chinese, or go off and learn, yeah, you yeah, know, French sure. or German and things like that." But uh, sitting right under our noses is, uh, you know, is it, look, let's call it what it is. It's a prehistoric culture. I mean, we're talking about yep. people that have been here for sixty thousand odd years. 60,000, that's a yeah, long absolutely. time, you know, yet we don't, you know, we take more interest in the, what was that tree that they discovered in New South Wales? Is it the Wallamai pine or something? Oh, oh right. You, you uh, know, yeah. I remember seeing that documentary uh, when I was in Sydney and just being blown away because they said that that they discovered this this plant or this tree, the Wallamai tree we have plant, um, in uh, some crevice somewhere in the boondocks of, of New South Wales, uh, Blue Mountain Country. And what grabbed me about that documentary was the description of it. They said this was the equivalent uh, of finding a dinosaur. In, in, in the plant world, yeah, yeah that's how yeah. old it was. I, I reckon I I reckon I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, we talk about that and we celebrate that, but we just don't seem to do a lot with the Aboriginal culture. And I think in the Northern Territory, really, there should be a bit do more, much more. You know, yeah. I, I feel that the schools are not teaching. And as a result of that, people like me grow up and go, you know, what's going on here? I just, you, you know, I don't understand why um, Aboriginal people can't integrate more in, into a Western culture. But I think part of that process is for us to also understand a bit better about what happens there. You know, all we get, Chris, these days is Alice Brings and Crime. Alice yeah, yeah, I know, I know, you know? and I, 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 I agree with you, and, and um, um, 
there's so many, there, there are so many good stories to tell, which are positive stories rather than negative stories. Like the, the crime thing anywhere when, when, where there's a, 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 you know, a crime issue. I, I mean, my place was, uh, broken into a couple of times. Uh, but, uh, but that, that's fine, you know, but that, that's, that has to be dealt with some, in, well, you're on the legal profession. It's got to be got to be sorted out in some way. But uh, the richness of of it's the diversity of of Aboriginal people uh, in the area, and telling the stories of of uh, what they what they actually do as well is is really important. You know, I'm thinking of um, a, a chap, um, my, my son, who who. Um, he started the photography at, at St Phillips, but does does uh, photographic um, presentations and and went out. He, he the, this Aboriginal um, student who who he taught ages ago and asked him to come out and 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 produce a uh, a, a video of of what he's doing out at, near Hermansburg, uh, which is a, a tourist venture that he started up and. This chap's been really, really successful, and he wants me to go out and and have a look at it, and I and I will when I can get when I can get back to Alice Springs. Mm-hmm. He, he's been uh, very successful. He's even been to Nepal. Uh, I think lecturing on environmental tourism and so on. Uh, and then mm-hmm. another, another Aboriginal fellow I know. Um, he he was. He, he left school, he became a, a boilermaker. Um, then he decided he wanted to become a nurse, so he became a nurse. Then having been a nurse, he decided he wanted to be a doctor, so he became a doctor. And last time I spoke to him, he decided he, he wanted to be a surgeon, so he's on his way to being a surgeon. Gee. And he, and he said, he said, he said, he said, they said to me, uh, you probably should be an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, given that you're a boilermaker, so uh, <laughs> they, he, yeah, a, a terrific fellow. Uh, I, I suppose I, I have a fair bit of contact uh, there because of the. We've always had uh, uh, Indigenous students, well, Aboriginal students in the in, in the school, and um, and because but but because. Because the school's not huge, it means they they would they would all be identities, you know. They they they're all individuals, mm. uh, and and that that's been a that that's been a really a really good thing. Mm. Another old student runs an art. She's got an art artist um, uh, set up out near Simpsons Cap. Yeah, so they're, all, they're doing all these different things, which are, are positive things. Um, but you're right. The, the press, the press is, Look, has a lot to answer l- for. Let me explain it to you this way, right? Um, I would be super impressed if you said to me, Leon, uh, we've got such and such a Filipino student or Indian student or African student or even, uh, you know, an Anglo-Australian student who is fluent in Aranta, you know, because, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that to me would be like, a serious wow moment. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, a good, good statement. Yeah, you, you know, and it just the, what it projects 
out of Alice Springs is something, Chris, that is tremendously unique. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that, that, yeah. that, uh, that so somebody genuinely is fluent. Yeah. Uh, is fluent in the, in the language. The and, language, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I look, I, I don't know where, you know, whether that is, that is a goal or whether that is an aspiration, whether that's, you know, that figures anywhere. But I, I just believe that territory schools have that unique opportunity, opportunity to do that. Yeah. Unlike uh, schools probably in most other parts of Australia, probably with the exception of Northwest WA and, and, and North Queensland. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's just something that I've been uh, thinking about. Uh, you know, I've made a lot of comments about um, Indigenous issues on this podcast. Um, I, I do have some views on on um, some of the in Indigenous um, uh, settlements, uh, which in my mind are, are not ideal. No. But uh, by the same token, I do think that if we are truly going to embrace our history and embrace the past and, and, and project ourselves as a country going forward, we really need to be more proud of our Aboriginal heritage, perhaps the way the Kiwis are of, of, of their marriage. Yes, the marriage. Yeah, sure. Um, but to date, I haven't seen much of that. I see glimpses of it in the AFL. I think the NRL seem to have a go. Pete probably knows more about that than I do. Yeah, they do. They've got an all-stars game and have an yeah. Indigenous round. And... But I'd like to see, I'd like to see some more immersiveness. I, I'd, I'd love my kids to be able to say, "Look, I, we understand. Uh, you know, we understand uh, some of the, um, the, the, the the issues and the." Um, the storylines that that uh, exist here in the in Larrakia country, I have no clue, and 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 I know my kids aren't being taught that at school. My question yeah, to you, it's Chris, a, it's is a why pity. not? They, they should be, you know, the the caterpillar dreaming. The um, that they they should be. You're quite right. Um, that yeah yeah. No, no, I I don't I don't disagree with you. I I, I think that's something that, that that should be done for sure. Yeah. Hey, Chris, um, Leon knows it uh, wouldn't be a podcast with me involved if we didn't bring up sport. So oh, right. um, <laughs> have you had anything or much to do with the world-famous Alice Springs family, the McAdams? I, I haven't. Uh, I, no, no, no. I, I... Is that Sox Sorry. made a comeback there? That, 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 that was Sox Dog uh, <laughs> calling from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't, uh, but, but um, yeah, they are. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, and my, my, my son-in-law, he, he works, worked and, until they folded or until he, he got uh, laid off and they, they folded. It's mm. interesting, isn't it, until they get... Till he got laid off and they folded. Well, yeah. they were folding, and he got. <laughs> anyway, he he worked as a plumber, and and his work uh, was principally with uh, Aboriginal communities all around, okay. all around the place. So he has he has uh, links with um, 
you know, strong links with Aboriginal people absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely everywhere. Um, but uh, uh, the, the McAdams are a fantastic, uh, fantastic football family, yeah. terrific football family. And you mentioned earlier the, um, you know, the the uh, game played in Alice Springs every year, and I see that Channel Seven's made a bit of an effort to get Gilbert involved. You know, great footballer himself, and yeah, it's funny because um, you know I hear people. We always hear about Alice Springs being you know the heart of Australia, and I just I see him every year just absolutely beaming that yeah. uh, you know the AFL's there that. Australians' um, attention for a short moment in time is on Alice Springs, and yeah, I think they do a pretty good job of of um, you know bringing out a lot of the information and the cultural side of things in that. But of course, yes. you know, it's only one game a year, and I guess there's so much more that can be done. But it's a start. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. Uh... And I'm just trying to think of the there's a there's a uh, indigenous uh, uh, cricket competition too. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I'm trying to think of what what it's called. But in, you know, football is obviously more popular amongst yes. indigenous people than yes. or Aboriginal people than 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 cricket. But more and more uh, Aboriginal people are playing cricket uh, yeah, as, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, uh, um, terrific, um, terrific people, uh, wonderful, wonderful um, sports people. You know, mm. the, the, I'm a Melbourne supporter, obviously, yeah. Cosie Pickett. Yeah, yeah. It's just extreme, isn't it? Yeah. And he's not very big, is he? No, he's not. And just the skill is unbelievable. And his old man was skillful, but he's next level, this fella. Isn't he? And yeah. and he's and he's new into the top level, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So right. he's got he's got some stuff uh, that's going to develop there. He does. He's got some big contracts waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've exhausted uh, education in Alice Springs. It's been a fascinating little uh, exercise, Chris. I've got to tell you, I've learned a lot. I've got to think about a lot too, I have to say. Sometimes with these podcasts, we have these conversations and then it takes me a few weeks to actually digest them and, um, and, and, and you know, formulate some views out of it. Well, it, it's, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, the, 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 this, is, this is like a tree, isn't it? It's, it's uh, growing all the time. Isn't it? Mm. And ideas are, are fermenting. And what what is seeing Stephen Fry on uh, television about four hundred times in the last few, few days? Yeah. He's such a smart bloke. He is. But that no, notion of uh, renaissance, you know, or you know, the concept of renewal all the time is so important, isn't it? And you, you can never stop still. You've got to keep going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you raise questions, as as you have and as no doubt you do with, with everybody, uh, it's just an opportunity for constructive thinking, isn't it, and development of new ideas, which I think ideas are the fruit of life, aren't they? 
Indeed. Well, the fruits of life. Indeed. Well, Chris, thank you for uh, a uh, wonderful two-part episode or two episodes of uh, Territory Story. Uh, you've uh, lived a fascinating life. Your, your wife passed away. When did that happen? Uh, she passed away. Uh, she got uh, September 2013. She got uh, she got cancer. Um, oh, she didn't get cancer. She had cancer. Yeah. Um, she and I uh, uh, earlier that year had been overseas visiting uh, schools, some of our sister schools overseas, mm. and uh, she obviously wasn't. 100% then, and then um, I think it was September the 10th, 2013, uh, a doctor in at Alice Springs Hospital um, thought she might have um, blood cancer. Uh, so uh, a couple of days later, off to Darwin, and uh, we expected to be in Darwin for about three or four days. We were there for till mid-November, uh, mm-hmm. late November, um, and she had multiple myeloma. So she lasted, she lasted for another two years and then, uh, uh, died, uh, 21st yesterday, died yesterday, wow. uh, uh, back in, back in 2015. But the year she got cancer, I, I don't know what, 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 what this says, but the year she got cancer, she was in, in hospital up in Darwin, and uh, she, it was announced that she'd been made principal. She was a school principal too. She'd been made uh, principal of the year. Uh, and then after she died at her memorial uh, service, which was held out of the Desert Park, she uh, was awarded the Chief Minister's Medal posthumously. So, wow. yeah, she was a great, great, she was a very good educator. Yeah, yeah, and did did a lot of really good work uh, within with uh, Aboriginal uh, Aboriginal kids just by the by. Yeah, and she, and she taught at the same school or a different school? No, I taught at a different school. So she was she was principal of uh, uh, Bradshaw School, right. um, and prior to that, she was principal of School of the Air, and prior to that, she was deputy principal of Breitling, and you know. Worked at a, a in a number of capacities. Yeah, so so you've sort made of an, an educational family. Yeah, you've made a remarkable contribution to the territory through not just yourself and your wife, but uh, your three children. Um, the fourth one's went, went off to Queensland. You said, I think. Yeah, yeah, she's a speech, a speechy speech pathologist in right. in Queensland. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been it's been a terrific journey, and uh, I never regret regret the the fact that I went for three. We went for three years and stayed for well, so effectively, I'm still there. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, terrific. And I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, the podcast. I, it's been just wonderful to be part of it. Thanks, You're Chris. Welcome. All right, no worries, Peter. Um, all the best, Peter. All the best, Leon. And uh, uh, appreciate the, the time. And uh, um, thank you very much. That was Chris Tudor on the Territory Story podcast. We'll catch you again next time.
You've been listening to the Territory Story Podcast with Leon Logan Nathan and Peter Gowers. For more episodes, search Territory Story Podcast on all leading podcasting platforms or go to territorystory.com. The Territory Story Podcast, thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.